Hey guys, it's your favorite nurse practitioner, Bree. Today I'll be talking about functional medicine. And I'm just going to be discussing the new found Chris with this lab work and everything we're about to do with that. <laughs> and after that, we'll pop in a bottle and see what comes out. Are you ready? Okay, Bree, we're back. Season one. I don't even know. <laughs> Are we season three? Season four? I'm not even sure. Let's just reverse back to season one because we were doing really good with the first season. It uh -huh. is. I'm gonna just blame it on Elizabeth. I do everything else. Well, you're you're out of year one, right? So that's. I always feel like year one of having a baby is like you're kind of on lockdown. <laughs> yeah she is one she turned one in september and like i do feel like there's like a freedom i have my life i kind of got my life back yes yes maybe that, that she first, can feed herself yeah like once they can like sit up on their own and they can start to eat and you know you're starting to get better sleep well by the way i have a theory about the whole dad bod thing it's like it's not like sympathy pregnancy or anything like that. I think dad bod develops because you're just not sleeping for a year and you're just stressed and the cortisol is pumping through your veins. You just put on weight. Okay, <laughs> that's what happened we'll to me. That's what happened that. to me. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> no okay, well that that kind of segues into uh, everything we're going to talk about. So how do you want to approach this? We start talking about my well, first. Healthy. I'm just so excited. Okay, so guys, right. I'm starting this new path with my medicine. I'm still doing the old medicine, but I'm going into more of a functional medicine type lifestyle and the way I practice. I think there's a need for both Eastern and Western medicine combined. I think to save a lot of people all over the world. But so the new office that I am working part-time at, um, we are doing more of a functional medicine approach and Dr. Chris decided to come in and get his blood work taken. And guess what we found out? A lot of great juicy things. So Chris, yeah, well, do you want to tell yeah. him about your blood work or do you want me to? Well, let's start off with, um, it's just kind of funny how like the stars have sort of aligned, right? Because I also was like going in this path of learning about blood chemistry. I took a whole course through Chris Kresser uh, and that got me triggered into wanting to learn more about functional medicine. I even had a couple instances in my clinic where it just kept pointing that direction. For example, let me tell you a quick little story. I had a patient who uh, came to me for back pain uh, and I also had noticed that she had like her eyes were swollen and she told me she had been getting uh, injections in her eyes, which sounds horrible. Uh, she had uveitis, um, and I kind of knew known enough that like uveitis goes with something called ankylosing spondylitis, which is like a stiffness. Your spine, well, really, your your spine starts to fuse together. Um, so I knew enough that that's like an autoimmune disease and it can be triggered by diet, and you know. So I told her to go get some blood work done, and sure enough, she tested positive for some autoimmune antibodies. So that's just a good example of like. I could have just started cranking on her back and doing what I know as a physical therapist, but it probably wouldn't have done much good for her. Uh, maybe it wouldn't have been really painful for her, but because of, you know, a little bit of understanding about blood chemistry, we were able to get onto a better track faster and, you know, hopefully stop the disease process before the bones fuse. So that kind of started my interest in the whole functional medicine route. It was things like that, you know, 
it's basically getting down to the root cause of issues. Uh, and then, so I sort of developed my own little health issue over the past, <clears throat> I'd say a couple of years, actually. So even uh, maybe two, three years ago, I developed like a wheeze and a cough. And then I went on the carnivore diet and it completely went away, 100% remission. Uh, and then I kind of, you know, went more like an animal-based diet, not so carnivore. And slowly over time, it started to come back a little worse, a little worse until I'd say the past six months, it really got to the point where it was hard for me to treat patients because I was like coughing so much. And, you know, I was trying some things. I, you know, was thinking about going back to the carnivore diet, but, you know, I didn't, it was, that's kind of an extreme diet. <laughs> I didn't really like doing that. Uh, so I decided to come in and see Brie and get some blood work done because I figured there's something going on, something in my environment, something in my diet or something that's triggering this. Is that it? <laughs> I was like, are you not going to say anything else? I, don't know, I just wanted to give an intro. Uh, um, but, okay. so, <laughs> well, because I also was kind of planning on um, breaking this down into components over several podcasts. So what I want to do oh, is... Do that. Go, so let's talk about the first component. Do you want to talk about the hormone component? Or do you want to talk about... the allergies? I think let's start there. And then uh, the next episode, I'll dig into some of the other blood markers. Okay. So, so it turns out that uh, I was producing antibodies to eggs, well, to egg white specifically. And I was like eating six eggs a day. So that completely was like, <laughs> I was heartbroken at that point. Um, well, hang on, hang on, hang on. So the blood work that we took does like allergy testing and sensitivities. And mm -hmm. it's a 16 page panel of just like your entire chemistry, but mm -hmm. that includes your heavy metals, your GI distress and your respiratory issues. So this is what he's mm -hmm. talking about. He had the blood work done and under the GI portion, what flared up? Egg whites. So egg whites, yeah. now finish. So yeah, so that was a big one. And I was like, it was like a 2.3. That was like a big uh, reaction I was having. And then um, I also was producing antibodies to milk. Uh, I came up with dairy or milk specifically, which, by the way, I want to ask you about those cheese. Uh, so that also heartbroken because I love cheese and I was eating a lot of cheese. Um, and then some other things to uh, wheat and gluten, not celiac, but gluten sensitivity, which is a thing, uh, which I wasn't surprised about because I kind of already figured that out. Uh, corn, shrimp, and my wife loves shrimp, so I was eating a fair amount of shrimp. And I think those were the big ones. Um, so for the past maybe month or so, I've eliminated all those things. It's been pretty darn strict besides one instance, which I'll tell you about in a minute. Um, <clears throat> and my my symptoms, of, I would say, are like 90% better. So that's where I am right now. I, so I did, I did go to a very fancy dinner, and I completely cheated. And, uh, you know, I, may, I think my system is so sensitized that I actually ended up throwing up that night. And I don't, I haven't thrown up in like a decade. So I, I mean, it just kind of confirmed that, you know, I'm, I'm reacting hard to some of these things. Exactly. And it just, it's crazy. Like if you don't know your body and what you're sensitive to and like how you, how much better you could feel once you cut certain things out, but you don't have to go to the extreme of cutting everything out and then slowly adding it back, get a test done. Whatever flares up red are positive, start with those. 
and see if your body changes because it doesn't have to be a hard journey. Yep. That's right. I mean, I was kind of banging my head against the wall trying everything, you know. I was, I was doing mold tests in my house. Oh, that was another thing, too. I did test positive mold. for mold. Yeah, yeah and I do, right. do. I live out in the um, the estates, which is basically like the swamp. So I do suspect there's some mold in my house. I'm, I'm actually found a spot in my bedroom where I, I think there's some mold. So I'm about to tear down a wall. But that's, uh, I mean, maybe that's why I'm only 90% better. Maybe that last well, 10% is, you know, getting rid of the mold in, in the, the wall. It's actually right by my bedside table. So uh, that I think that's a good broad stroke to start. I don't want to go into details yet about some of the blood sugar stuff, some of the liver stuff. We can Um, do this over like a month. We can talk about this over a month. It's a series. It's not a sprint. It's like a marathon. My goal is to not only like share my results, but also um, provide some light onto some of these markers and what they mean, because it's not as simple as, Oh, your vitamin D is low. Take vitamin D. I mean, that is part of it, but there's these part things. Of it. You have to look at the pattern, right? You have to look at all the, the markers together, and that really tells the story. So it's not the simple like you know, yes or no, one or zero type of thing. Um, there's a whole um, almost like an art form to understanding your your blood panel. So I want to take a deep dive into it so people know how to interpret their panels on their own. Exactly. I'm so excited for his journey. And then possibly next week, I will share y'all with some of mine because, you know, it has been a struggle with weight loss, as most moms know. Not everybody bounces back. Those women that bounce back, that is nothing but genetics. It's hard. (laughs) It's really hard. So I did my blood panel because I just figured there has to be something wrong with me. I don't understand why my body is not like going the way it used to be. And then found out that everything was fine. Nothing wrong with me. My vitamin D was really low, but I already knew that. So I was like, then what is it? What is causing my body to retain this weight? I exercising two to three weeks, doing cardio on other days. Like, why can't I lose this weight? I'll tell you next week. And I'll tell you the solution that I'm trying now to see if it will come off. And I want y'all to follow my journey for weight loss. Oh, I'm excited because I don't think you told me what you found in your panel, actually. So I'm excited. Yeah. I even like do some screenshots. Um, We're trying to be more active on our TikTok, guys, and show where I'm working now doing the aesthetics. But I also want to show the blood work panels as well and how important it is to have your blood work checked. A lot of people only go to the doctor like once a year and they don't check for everything. They do the basic screen. And if that's okay, you're mm-hmm. okay. But it can't always be like that. Yeah, that's the thing is, you know, a lot of panels are not comprehensive enough. And I think we think about things a little bit backwards. And it's part of the whole functional medicine thing. I think a lot of people wait until symptoms develop before we start testing. I think it's way better to be more proactive than reactive. Because by the time symptoms are setting in, there's there's been something lurking for a long time, most likely. So yeah, oh, I think it's better, totally it's better start from the inside out, right? So symptoms are the end result, whereas a like a dysfunction is just, just like the, the thing that's at the, the base of your health, right? So, so um, Chris, I want you to tell everybody, because like you said, oh, I had a fancy dinner, then I vomited. Explain to everyone, like, 
what your diet was like leading up to that fancy dinner mm-hmm. and then what you ate at that dinner that might have caused okay. you to get sick. <laughs> All right. Well, I was just eating like meat and fruit and some vegetables. That's basically all, all I could eat. So, um, you know, like and breakfast has been like basically a protein shake just because all I ever really want to eat in the morning is like eggs, and, like an omelet, you know, cheese. So I cut that out. Um, so I was kind of doing some intermittent fasting and then lunch would be some sort of protein, typically a red meat, sometimes some chicken um fair amount of rice and sometimes some beans and, and vegetables like I, I found that uh like a rice bowl is kind of a good mix for me it, it skips all the you know i said tell them no sour cream no cheese um what else can i tell you that, that's the main bit of this meat fruit and vegetables you know it's very very paleo style now so, what happened uh, that night at dinner that fateful night <laughs> Okay, let's go ahead and pop the bottle open, right? Let's do it now. Okay. Let's kind of go into more funny stuff. Okay, cool. All right, so uh, that night, so I had uh, my buddy Matt. Well, wait, wait, wait. Here. Do you want to talk about what you're drinking today, or do you want to talk about what you drink that night? Uh, let's talk about what I drank that night, I guess, which okay. was pretty standard stuff. It was mostly wine and a glass of sake. Which is part of a what kind bag. of wine? Do you uh, remember? You know, yeah, I mean, it was just red, red wine. At, you know, probably Cabernet. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I wasn't being picky. Um, okay. So yeah, yeah, that's like the lesser part of the story. So my buddy Matt and Karen, uh, my friends Matt and Karen, came down from New York to visit. My buddy Matt is a like high end chef. And he does a lot of catering in people's homes, and so he follows a lot of chefs that he respects online because of that. And he had found this chef that's in West Palm. His name is Jacob Bickelhopt. This guy is amazing. This whole documentary on this guy. Um, he was doing a pop-up dinner at this place called Fern Street in West Palm. He's, he's about to open a restaurant in six weeks called the Conroe. Anyways, um, we had set up a private dinner. So he was doing like a 10-course tasting uh, dinner for my wife and I and, and my friends Matt and Karen. And first of all, absolutely amazing i've never had food like this <laughs> it was just I, I mean i'll have to show some of the pictures on our tiktok or something because this food was just gorgeous um so i ate everything <laughs> so there was definitely some gluten in there i definitely had there was a, a dish with some egg in it there's no shrimp um probably some corn i mean these these dishes were so ornate i couldn't even tell you what's in all of them but i know for a fact that i had some gluten and i know for a fact i had some eggs and then Maybe two hours later, I started to get some reflux, and I was actually driving at this point, and I had to pull over and throw up. It was that bad. See? It's because you took all that, I guess, toxic to your system out. Your body was able to clean itself and get rid of everything that was causing inflammation and irritation. You Mm -hmm. reintroduced it, even though it was a little bit. It's a true allergy. Yep. And so what I want to know, I'm not sure if you have any insight on this. Uh, I know in the functional medicine course, my you know instructor, Chris Gresser, has his opinions on it. And it seems like the research is not quite there yet. But I'm wondering if something like these types of sensitivities, is this something I have to live with? Or do I have an ability to like desensitize my system over time and slowly bring back some of these foods that I want to eat like eggs? Or is this an allergy for life? That's kind of what I'm wondering. I know that Chris Kresser's take is that in most cases you can 
you know, if you're smart about it, bring some of those foods back into your life. I think anybody can have it, but to a certain degree, allergies mm-hmm. change as you get older. You didn't yeah. always have this allergy. But then yeah, as we age, our body changes. Like my sister used to could eat shrimp. Now she can't. I don't know what yeah. happened. I don't know if it was a buildup over time. And then their, her body just got like irritated and inflamed. And mm-hmm. now as she eats it, her throat starts itching. So I honestly, I don't know. I just feel like if you have it in your system over and over again, at some point in time, your body is going to react in a negative way. And then once your body's used to not having it in your system, it's telling you this is not good for you. Yeah, so I've kind of come to see gluten intolerance is really a gluten tolerance thing. So in other words, I think most people are gluten intolerant or have difficulty digesting gluten. And some people are lucky that they've become gluten tolerant. <laughs> That's the way I see it. Yeah. Uh, so my, my point being is like, you can sort of become sensitive to things. Um, and if you're lucky if you can have some of these foods. But I also wonder, um, you know, maybe if you've got some sort of gut issue going on, right? So normally you could like tolerate, say, gluten, but then maybe you have a gut dysbiosis going on and that impairs your your gut's ability to absorb and, and, and digest some of these foods and become sensitized to things. I kind of think that's probably what's going on. Probably something's going on in my gut that made me sort of trigger on these some of these foods. Well, then I guess we better dig down deeper into gut health on the next yep. section and see what we can find. Yes, I, I have a suspicion. I have something called SIBO. We'll get into that, though. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we can test for it, so we'll find out. Okay. okay. All so, right, yeah. guys. I have to run, but I'm so happy that we are getting back into this podcast i'm happy to have y'all back with us sorry for the long break but we will be doing this more regularly since i'll be seeing dr chris more regularly and we're going to be following his journey and mine sounds good okay that's our overview on uh, i guess my health and a little bit your health functional medicine we'll dive deeper into the blood chemistry it should be interesting it'll be a little nerdy because i am kind of a nerd and um yeah, I guess that wraps it up for episode one of this season. Well, I miss y'all. Don't forget to still follow us on Instagram. We're still active. We're still active on TikTok. Um, I'll be posting more reels, trying to, because I'm an old lady, so I try to figure out how to do it, but we'll be better. Um, okay. All right, Bree. Well, I'll see you soon, and I'll be talking to all of you uh, hopefully within a week. Well, this is your favorite nurse practitioner, Bree. And DJ Dr. Chris. This is Poppin' Bottles. Bye.